This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Wednesday, Brigade. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian Sports Grid TV replay live on Twitter, live on YouTube at Boston versus the book on Twitter following the MLB trade deadline. Lots to get with that. Steven Ross continues to say that he's been, quote, cleared. Um, no, we are one day away from football on our TV sets, Dave. One day away. Jacksonville and the Raiders. No one's going to play in it, but it's still football. Still the, talking about that. <laughs> the Hall of Fame game. We made it to football season. How are you on this Wednesday? Which, full disclosure, I forgot to du- to, to bet uh, to book Dubsy for Dubsy Wednesday. So, Sorry, my bad. No dubsy today. That's my bad. <laughs> I was supposed to do that and I forgot. I had kind of a crazy couple of days. So apologies to the brigade for no crazy dubsy, but props golf is out right now. You can go watch it if you like to see dubsy's picks on the YouTube channel yeah. for props. But how are you on this Wednesday? Uh man, I'm great. Got up early again. Hell yeah, you did. Meeting, which Jeez. uh where were you? What time did you roll into the book today? 645? So uh Kevin Rogers. From Vegas Insider is in town. He's uh, he's going to sign up for the contests and stuff. He's trying to figure out whether he's going to do the Circa or the Westgate or what he's right. going to do. And um, you know, we may get together later. I'm not sure yet, but he said he was doing Mitch and Polly this morning on Vizens. <laughs> yeah, I said, what time's your hit? He said six thirty. I said, I'll meet you after. He's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I said, I'm up. Be my I'm answer to what's wrong with you. <laughs> so, Holy crap. He finished his hit. I'm waiting outside the studio when he comes out. Like, what's up? We've done shows. This is like somebody that I've done shows with now with COVID for years and never met. Wow. So, you know, he's based in Miami and uh, I'm here. So our paths have never crossed. East Coast time for him. Yeah. So he's up. Yep. Does it. I go down and meet him. Made the rounds through the book. Uh, I was given all the opening writers, you know, brief because there's nobody in the book. It's just the TVs and you. You're counting the money. You're doing the banks. And I'm pretending like, hey, are you open yet? Are you open yet? The funny thing about Circa is there's always a window open. But the girls counting. This used to be one of my biggest pet peeves when I was the opener. No matter what time you open, there's somebody there before you. Mm. Asking to put in the parlay with the morning game. With the Blue Jays and, and the, the Rays. Hey, you open yet? Hey, no, I'm counting. I got $200,000 in front of me right now. I'm trying to count it and put it in the drawers. Can you give me two minutes? So I was giving them grief, but it was fun. So, yeah, we've been up early. We've been talking. Heard some stories uh, about our, our guy Doug from Props Arizona, Kevin and him. The the, the ties of it's all bizarre. this now. I, I, I told you this when we first started, when you and I first started talking, I, I told you how small 
the, the media world really I can't is. believe it. And it's all incestuous. We all know each other. We've all worked together in some form or fashion. We know, I mean, I work with Doug. I work with Dan Back. You did a podcast with Dan Back. Dan now is at Better Collective. Doug's producer is the guy that you worked with now at Vegas Insiders. Like, it's just ridiculous. It really, if you stay in it long enough, you meet everybody in some form or fashion. That's the thing, right? The people that are doing it now, we're doing it back then, just not mm-hmm. talking directly about this, but talking about sports, talking about the games, talking about yeah, stories. Betting too. I mean, we're talking about betting, just not in the direct way we do it now. I mean, right. You know, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports was on my show in Alabama in 2001. So, like, I was breaking down go. college football games from a betting perspective 21 years ago. <laughs> we were doing it. So, Strong. yeah, it's been it's been a long time of talking and waiting and wondering. And, like, when I went to Nebraska, I was allowed to do two betting segments a week. That was my cap. Went to Des Moines. Des Moines, Des Moines was like, you could do a little bit more because my co-host at the time, Ken Miller, who you know, who worked at CG with you, <laughs> which is another connection Can't believe it. Can't <laughs> that comes it. in. I was Matt and Miller on KXNO. Ken worked at CG Technology. Dave worked at CG Technology. There's the link. But they told us, hey, Ken does you know a lot of horse racing stuff. So we would talk horse racing and we would talk other things in betting. Um, you know, Paul Allen, the voice of the uh, voice of the Vikings, is a track announcer and a big horse better. So we'd have him come on and give give horse picks and whatnot. So it's just. It's all a mess. It's, it's nuts. It's, yep. it, it's, it's, but it's fun though, because then you get to know someone I and mean, we get to sit and really talk and, um, you know, go a little deeper than, you know, this week's slate. And right. then, you know, because we're always doing the show and then jumping to the next thing or whatever. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Hopefully, uh, you know, we have time maybe to, to squeeze in a visit, but like these people that come in to sign up for the contest, they're doing flybys. They're oh, in. Hell yeah. They sign up for the contest. They've got one night stays yep. at the hotel and then they're leaving the next day. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, when, when we talk, I mean, that's one of the things, you know, why footballcontest.com is coming on board with us is because these people come in and a lot of them come in and go like, Hey, who's my proxy? <laughs> like they, they, they just, they look around and that's why they want, they want me and you to kind of say like, okay, footballcontest.com is, you know, yeah. Maddie and his team, we know them. So they you know they're sponsoring our show, but that's the, we're really lucky. People are spending a lot of money to come in here. I'm going to sign up for the, for these things on September the 9th. Like, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll see you guys in a while. Like I don't need to sign up for a while. Like I'm good. You've talked about it now. And, and I mean, we've both been here. You, you haven't been here as long as me, but we've been right. here long enough where, you know, we know who to go to. We know where to go. Um, you know, I rode him back to the hotel. I took him the back way and he was just like, wow, where, where are I, we? Yeah. <laughs> where are we? There's, what are we doing? There's streets other than the strip. Yeah. Just, you know, well, and, the sensory um, overload, right? I mean, there's, you know, people yes. who just move here, oh. people who just come in here. It's like when you drive them around, they're like, where are we going? And it's like, don't worry about it. Like, I, I got you. They're like, but wait, like, don't worry about it. Like, we're, I, I know where we are. Like, there's side streets and back ways. And like, yeah, you don't have to go in the main entrance. You don't have to go in the full, like, uh-uh. wherever everyone's going. We'll go around in the back. And there's a parking garage over there that we'll go to that we can walk and blah, blah, blah. It's all those secret little tricks and, and, and tips that people who come in are like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then come out here where we live. And they're, they're like, this is suburbia. I'm like, yeah, like it's it's like everybody it's else. It's typical. Correct. Yeah. It's yeah, like for years in the book, they used to think we 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 lived 
at right, the stripper casino. We lived in. <laughs> Do you guys go home? Yeah. What did you right. think? There's a room in the back or upstairs? Right. Like, of course. You know, so yeah, it's it's fun. I think the more we get out there and the more we talk to people, the more I appreciate that we live here yeah. and that we're Agreed. we're this close to all of that, yet this far away from all of that. I don't miss the morning commute. Mm. There's traffic on the 95 mm. going down and all this other stuff. And I was like, Oh boy. Right. I'm really glad I don't have to do that every day anymore. Cause it's my tough. anxiety going to the Palazzo on certain days, because I was on the air at seven. So I would no PM 7 PM. So I did the night show seven to 10. Oh, you out never of, knew what you were going to get out of the Palazzo. So if oh, they traffic. closed the strip oh. for an event, like oh, the, you're done. the, the marathon, or they closed it earlier for New Year's you know, Eve. New Year's Eve, or what? Or they closed it just for the hell of it. You know that the, they closed parts of the strip today to a do parade. donuts. They're doing yeah. donuts at Caesar's Palace right now. For going Nashville. around doing yeah, they just they just closed a big <laughs> chunk of the strip. Sure. So I would roll in, and sometimes I'd have to park like a half a mile away and walk all the way to the Palazzo just to get there because I would go in at six. And it would be like sometimes cutting it close. It would take me an hour to be able to park my car. It was the it was worst. so anxiety. And then the Palms was so, was a huge deal because it was off strip. It was just straight down Flamingo. It was rarely any traffic, so it was easy to get in and out. And it was right. such a, a, a the change of venue for me was was enormous. But now it's still. I would prefer walking downstairs and driving. 20 minutes <laughs> like it's a lot easier just oh, to come down here and oh. do the show than what we you know what we both were dealing with before so it makes it a lot more you know covid was expediated all of the transition from a media perspective into where we are but then we get to live here like the cool thing is we work here but we get to live yes. here and, and 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 deal with less of the stress and headache that we've had to deal with in the past all right so last night uh, we lost an icon and I kind of wanted to start the show. You're wearing the Dodger gear today for the passing of Vince Scully, who I don't care how old you are. You know, the voice, you may not know the name, but you know, the voice you've heard him do something somewhere, somehow. Yeah. And I'll let you go first on this, but do you have a first memory? Do you have a recollection of when you first heard Vince Scully's voice? Game of the week baseball little kid and going wow who was this and then you know i mean my memories with baseball and, and first memories were obviously in pittsburgh the pirates were really good and it was it was the team but then it was you got to see everything else with that game of the week and this week in baseball so he was always that voice and then you know, he did the Masters and then he did other stuff. And you started to be like, wow, Vince Gulley is really cool. And I didn't really appreciate him until I moved to Vegas. And when we moved here, we got whatever it was on Sportsnet LA or whatever. And I got to listen to Vince Gulley every day. And when you get to listen to him every day, he did feel like he was a part of your family. Like we all have that thing with, you know, the baseball is every day and you hear it and they become part of your background noise, your routine, your whatever. And it was Vin Scully. And the first year I moved to Vegas as a stay at home dad, the whole summer, 
all Kylie and I did was listen to Vince Gully every single day in baseball. So every person, I think, over decades, I put the tweet out this morning, the guy did three perfect games. There's only been 27 of them in baseball history. He did the play-by-play for three of them. Um, 1953, I think he started, retired in 2016, 67 years talking on the air about baseball, amongst other stuff. Just just phenomenal. I mean, I just uh, – Jordan – said in the chat, I feel like Vinny was my uncle. I feel like I lost someone near and dear to me, right. even though I never met, even met him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things we were at the all-star game and they recognized the, and I apologize because I can't remember his name, the Spanish Vin Scully from mm-hmm. the Dodgers. And he got up and waved and then they showed Vin Scully on the mm. scoreboard and compared the two. And when the news came out last night, I was at practice, but Kylie sent me a text that said, hey, wasn't he the one at the All-Star game? And I said, no, that was the other guy, but that was his picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it, it, again, I heard Dave Roberts say it best. He was a gentleman, mm-hmm. and that means something. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that's a great way to say it. 1986. Oh, Mookie Wilson. <laughs> Ground ball up the first base line. <laughs> Dale Buckner can't get his ass down. Ball goes through his legs. Game six goes to the Mets. Game seven goes to the Mets. Red Sox choke on a three games to two lead in the World Series. Ben Scully's voice, the play-by-play voice of my life, because I heard that for I don't know how many years of that call over and over and over again. First time I ever figured out who Vince Gully was. First time I ever remember anything in sports in my life. Nine years old, watching it at the end of my parents' bed, cried myself to sleep. Was destroyed. <laughs> and in that moment, if you had tapped me on the shoulder and said, your team is going to win more than anybody else in 20 years, just relax. You're going to be fine. I wouldn't have believed you. Wouldn't have believed you. Because I thought my entire franchise was cursed because earlier in that year, I had watched the Patriots get beaten by the Bears in a way that I didn't think was possible in football. Yes. And so I was like, we're dead. Now the Celtics would win the world. The Celtics would win the championship that year. So I just thought, okay, we're a basketball town and we're good. Right. And we suck at everything else. (laughs) and We can't win anything else. And 86 turned into more years in 2000, 1996, and all the way up until we see the championship in 2004 for the Red Sox. But Vince Scully's call was that was it. And then I'll never forget, you know, there she goes. The Kirk Gibson home run in the World Series. Yep. Against the A's and the Dodgers. That was it. Like that, that into the night, that. That was the first time I ever thought, holy shit, that just happened. Yeah. And I, I mean, those are my two most vivid Vin Scully memories. And I know exactly where I was. And I, ex- I know exactly what he said for those play-by-play calls. And I'm an East Coast kid. I'm a guy in Boston. I didn't know much about Vin Scully. I didn't, I mean, I'm younger than you. I don't, I don't remember him doing the Masters. I don't remember him doing much else besides baseball. But I knew that, you know, Bob Costas became the other guy like this, but I knew that when Vin Scully was calling a baseball game, pay attention. 
because it's going to be a big game. It's a big moment. It's either a championship series or it's a world series where Vince Scully is the one talking and broadcasting. And he was so good at just bringing you into the game and like making you feel like you were sitting next to him. Yes. Watching the game. He just made it. He broke the barrier of the screen. He just made it like you were next to him watching him call the game. When they tell the stories today, and I saw it last night, told the story of when Hank Aaron hit the 715th home run. He stood up, he announced it, Mm. and he turned around. He turned his back so he wouldn't talk over what was happening and let the crowd noise Mm. take over. Like, brought you into the ballpark wherever you were. Yeah, a black man just broke the whole, I can't remember, I'm going to kill the quote, but I remember it very vividly when in the South, the black man in the South just hit the home run record. Yeah. Yeah. And amazing. it was, it was, it was like, and he did that a lot. Like he, the, like the, the Kirk Gibson home run, Oakland A's were my favorite team. I thought the Conseco and McGuire bash brothers were unbelievable. Not the pirates. American league. Always had oh, okay. American league team. So at the time uh, I was okay. like, I had all the A stuff. Okay. And I, that was my first, nine-year-old baseball team was the A's. So I became an A's fan in the seventies with Billy Ball and Ricky Henderson and all this stuff. Mm. So when that ball went over to fans, I didn't have a bet on it, but I had bet my buddies in college. That was my freshman year that the A's were going to win. Oh, wow. So. Ouch. Eckersley. Doink. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, did that really just happen? And I was home with my parents. Right. So I'm hearing it over and over and over and watching it. It's still one of the coolest moments in World Series history. Where were you during during the the earthquake? Oh, I remember. Yeah, I was in Penn State. First time I ever remember thinking to myself that like a natural disaster can do what now? Like. I knew California had had like earthquakes. I had no idea that it, an earthquake could topple whole entire like gigantic structures. <laughs> like a parking deck can be flattened or a bridge can be knocked over. Like that was a really surreal moment and for me as a kid in Boston going like, we don't have this stuff here. What the hell happens in California? This is crazy. I went to California one time before, you know, actually moving. Mm. 1983, we took a trip, went to San Diego. Me, Brother Dan, Brother Doug, and my parents. My sister stayed at home with my grandmother. San Diego drove up to San Francisco. On the way, we stopped in Monterey. Mm. Experienced an earthquake. What are the chances? I'm in the room with my dad. My brothers are in the pool. My mom is reading a book next to the pool. And I said, Dad, let's go. And I went to grab the doorknob of the, 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 the room. Everything started shaking. The, shand- the, the, the light started swinging like this. The door started shaking like this. And I was like, Dad, what is that? Or I feel like I'm dizzy. He's like, Dave, the room is fucking shaking. So it felt like two minutes. It was probably 30 seconds. Right. And I remember I was like, oh, my God, that was so scary. I didn't know what to do. I was a Pittsburgh kid. We were, we, right. The first time we ever been out west, I was like, I go outside. My mom is running. She's grabbed her book and she's running to the room. My brothers are in the pool. They didn't feel a thing. The water canceled out the earthquake feeling. So I was like, Uh, you guys didn't feel this earthquake, you know? So when I saw that world series, 
and saw the damage that that could do, I was, I was like, that can definitely happen. So, but I remember how scared I was at mm. 12 years old going, where do you go? What do you do in an earthquake? And then seeing those visuals and thinking about being in that stadium. Oh gosh. I remember just watching it on TV that going like, I don't understand because like I've been in, in my life, I've been in major hurricanes. I've been around major tornadoes. I've been around, you know, flooding. I've been around almost every natural disaster. I've never been in or on the ground during a really vicious hurricane, uh, earthquake. earthquake. I've been there for like point one point two. Like here in Vegas, we've had like little rumblings, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" Like we've had that. I've never had like a full blown like the Earth is moving, <laughs> like the whole thing oh. where everything falling, like things are falling off the table, and things are falling oh. off. You know, the, you have different like the cabinets are opening up, and things yeah. are falling out of the cabinet. Like I haven't experienced that yet. Not on oh. wood. I haven't had to. <laughs> I visited yeah. my uh, the first year back from Curacao. I took trips because I had lost touch with so many people over almost two years. When I would go see someone, I would be like, look, I'm staying at least two weeks because I haven't seen you and I'm going to just be part of your life if you don't mind. Yes, that's fine. And I went to visit my friend Rob in California, Rancho Cucamonga. Woke up to a, I mean, sh almost shook me out of bed earthquake. 6.9 or something on a Richter scale. Dang. And we were close. We were a few miles from the epicenter, whatever that Right. Rattled this window in this room. I was sleeping in the guest bedroom. And I I literally froze. I was like, mm. what the hell do we do? And then I opened the door as, as it was stopping. And I looked at my friend Rob, who had grown up with me in Pittsburgh, was my line mate, lived across the street for years, known him my whole life. And I go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and he's like, that was a pretty bad one. And I'm like, well, what do we do? He's like, nothing. Go back to sleep. And I said, you really have become Californiaized. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what that. I was like, this is normal. Yeah. He's like, it happens a few times a year. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, oh man, that was just crazy. Part of life was different, different, man. Yeah, different. Just part of the life in California. Yeah. It's you know, okay. they, they say it's it's the tax of getting to live near the water and the temperature and the sea breeze and everything else. It's the wildfires and it's the it's the earthquakes. It's just you know, people just like, yeah, okay. Just another sure, Tuesday. You, you had earthquakes. You lived out in LA, right? Yeah, I, I experienced the same kind of sensation or whatever you want to call it. Like I remember everything shaking. I run outside. I'm like, oh my God, did you feel that? Like, you know, some of my neighbors walked outside and they're like, what? Oh yeah, that's it's an earthquake, dude. It's no big deal. I'm like, what they say? It's a Wednesday. Like, no, guys, no big deal. Like to them, it's like rain. I'm like, dude, that like the whole building big. just shook, man. Right. Like, my I cats, my it. cats freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> like, is the building still standing? Then we're fine. Go on. Yep, we're all good. Okay. Like, were what? you guys in Vegas? I when we had one, I was in the risk room at CG. Mm. And Somebody was calling about betting three dimes on the Reds, and the limit in the morning was two or something. Mm -hmm. One of the bet, I forget what it was. It was a Reds game over, maybe. They wanted three dimes around a phone, and the whole room started shaking. And I was like, I think we're having an earthquake. And the person on the other end of the line was like, <laughs> Can they make sure that we lock the line in? Before right. I was like, we're in an earthquake. 
Yeah. Give me five seconds. Wait, I mean, you'll get the you'll get the number. The guy was it's like seriously. So at first time I took a bet during an earthquake, the guy wanted the Reds game over. I'm like, buddy, I mean, Relax. it never stops. It never stops. Even for an earthquake, you got to get the right number. It's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so people are asking you if you would bet the Yankees money line right now. Garrett Cole is nothing. Garrett Cole has given up six runs in the first inning. I don't think he made it out of the first inning. It's still top of the first. There's two outs. He's still in the game. He's, he's pitched still in the game. Yeah. five hits, giving up five hits and six earned runs. Mariners are up six, nothing right now in the bottom of the first. Oh, I guess he got out of it. So it's bottom That's, of the yeah, first. He just struck out the, the last out. So do you bet the Yankees money line or what's the live total you would bet right now on this? Plus game? four and a half. Let me see. Can we take four and a half runs? Four and a half runs. Oh, How oh, about oh, that? Yeah, we Mar- could take four and a half runs. Absolutely. Mar- Auto Mar- bet. Mariners were plus money before the game started, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah they're minus 800 right now. Yankees are plus 490. Total is 13 and a half right now. Yeah. Plus four and a half without a plus question. Plus four and a half minus 113 at FanDuel if you want yeah, to take a lot. Absolutely. Of right. I'll be waiting for football. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, absolutely. I mean, you know, absolutely. it's here. All right. So, so, so let's, let's go to these games. Yesterday, the Nats had the second biggest upset of the year. Yes. You mentioned it during the show yesterday. If the Nationals won the game, the sports books were going to have just a windfall because everyone was on the Mets in some form or fashion. First yep. five, run line, money line, parlay, everything. 5-1. Yep. What was that? <laughs> um, it's what has been the story of DeGrom starts for years. No. They don't no. hit when he pitches. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He admitted after the game. He had a lot of nerves. Yeah. First pitch he threw was 102. I was like, man, I would love to be as nervous as him doing whatever it is I'm doing, as cool as he was doing it. I would, you were nervous? He got out of it a couple times during the first, you know, he pitched, uh, f- what, five innings or six, whatever it was. Five, I believe. Yeah, he went into the sixth. And um, he was well, good. He, Give it one run. I mean, he, he, he did he, the typical he thing. He was good. The Mets are going to be very – if he's even close to that for playoffs, they're going to be a very hard out. So um, what is the Soto? Because he, he mentioned after the game that he wanted to pitch to Soto, and he was kind of bummed that he wasn't able to pitch to Soto with the Nats. Yeah. I mean, do the Mets feel – I don't know, if like a sigh of relief, but like if, if you're in the Mets organization, knowing that Juan Soto will not be part of your divisional race again, do you feel – like it's just us and the Braves now and, and the Phillies are kind of an afterthought or is it, okay, we got rid of one of the teams. Now there's two others we got to worry about. Like, does it, it, how big of a, of a story is this for the teams in the national league East that Juan Soto was gone? Well, I mean, for next year, I guess it'll be, uh, it'll be fine. Like they're not even worried about that this year. It's yeah. It's, I mean, they, the Mets have to beat the Braves. That's first and foremost, they have to beat the Phillies too. And the Phillies made a move. They got Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Phillies aren't going away. They're going for the wild card. I don't think they can catch either one of those teams. Um, I mean, it's fun to to pitch and hit against the best players. So it made sense that he said that after. But don't forget, that thing opened minus 280. It closed minus 350, 360 in places. 
Got so, as high as three eighty. Yeah, it climbed. I mean, that was that was came a, back down a little bit, but <laughs> that was a rhombus parallelogram, public square, sharp. Everybody was on the Mets. But you did say though there will be a price where you will see the sharps take it, and at some point they took it because it came back down from three eighty down, and they ended up cashing their bets for the Nationals. Yeah, but that's you know those plays. I mean, and books are just getting. I mean, putting two and a half on it. They just yeah. skipped the one and a half run line. They just put right. two and a half on it minus money. You could have taken two and a half even because it was minus two and a half, minus one twenty. And it's baseball. It was one one. They brought the reliever in in the sixth. He gives up a bomb. The Mets couldn't score. That was it. The Nationals bullpen shut them down. Which again, that makes you think, huh? Playoffs. You got to find ways to score runs. You have mm. to find ways to score runs. You have this one, you're swinging for defenses every batter. Try bunting, try hitting the other way. It just wasn't working. And that's the game. There's just nights you just don't hit or you hit it right at people. That was last night for the Mets. In terms of yesterday, obviously, Otani doesn't get moved. Soto does. Yep. <laughs> did, it, did anything surprise you yesterday for the deals that were done? Or not deals or deals that weren't done. Uh, the Dodgers didn't not doing anything, not doing really anything of any significance. Yeah, um, that surprised me. The Giants, Stan Pat, don't yeah, really do anything. Um, I liked what the Twins did. Mm-hmm. It felt like the Twins went and filled some holes and said, "Listen, we're going to go for it." Cleveland never does anything. Like Cleveland's one game back. What? We couldn't go get something like I I guess I mean, not. the Red Sox got three players. I mean, even they went out and got three guys who can I mean Tommy right? Pham helped Tommy Pham helped them last night. Yeah. Raphael Devers came back and I mean Devers he does <laughs> two RBIs, solo moonshot, drove in Tommy Pham after he got a single ahead of ahead of him. And they're gonna pick up a glove in Hosmer. And so like it's I don't know. I I was surprised. You're right. I was surprised at that. I was equally surprised that we didn't see more teams sell off bigger pieces. I I thought we would see a larger sell than we did. And Syndergaard going was was one of those pieces I thought that would wind up going. I thought Evaldi would go for the Red Sox. He didn't go. Um, I thought the Blue Jays might be a bit more active than they right. were. I thought yep, they that might go one. try to do a splash. Yeah. I thought they might go get try to get a big arm. And they didn't. They kind of just kind of stood there and said, okay, we like our guys. I was like, okay, that's interesting. So, you know, that was a, that was some of my takeaways, but then, you know, people are calling this Soto deal historic. How how do you feel about this statement that generally speaking, the team that gets the superstar generational talent normally winds up winning the trade. Would you agree? I would think so. Because that's I mean, what I've we, never, as a Boston person, we don't, Red Sox fans have long since said, we don't like prospects. Prospects go trade every prospect in the system. We don't care about prospects. We want the guy now, the proven commodity, the superstar now. And there has been times in the past where people, I mean, Craig Biggio being, or, or sorry, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bagwell being one of them that would look back and be like, okay, you traded away a Hall of Fame player for a reliever trying to win a pennant. But generally speaking, I mean, I'm completely cool with what, the Padres gave up 25% basically of their talent in their minor league system. 
<laughs> they gave them like one fourth of their entire system to the Nats. Again, he's so young, but the opportunity to have that guy on your team right now, when you're this close, you're this close to getting to the World Series. You're going to have to win those two playoff series, but you're going to make it. Mm. Now you've assured that you're going to get a spot in the playoffs. I think they just have to finish out the string. They can, I mean, I don't think they can catch the Dodgers. Again, it's a math problem, and the Dodgers are still really good. I still would argue that they're better than the Padres because mm-hmm. of the pitching. But the lineup's as good as any in baseball, any in baseball. And Soto may end up being that guy. I mean, we were saying that Trout was that guy. Trout can't move his back now. He's got some, you know, back condition. So before we award the generational talent and award who won the trade, we got to see. Plus, he's still under club control for another this year and next year. And then they got to figure it out. And Boris is his agent. The way the economics are working, San Diego may say, you know what? We can't sign you. We can't. We- oh, <laughs> come on. I don't know. I think it's an out. It's they an will out. have to. Yeah, they will have to sign. I mean, they gave up so many players for him. Now, they win two championships. Maybe they won't care. But it's. I would be very surprised if they're not signing Soto to him. The biggest deal, arguably the biggest deal in baseball history is headed his way. Well, how about the dichotomy, right? The Nationals won the 2019 World Series. There's one guy left on the team from that team. It's 2022. It's years ago. I mean, look at you had You had Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Max Scherzer. I mean, you had incredible talent on that roster. They could have been there for a decade, and they yeah, couldn't hold any of them. Nope. They're all gone. They're all gone. They've all left. So, yeah. like, that's that's a problem. I mean, that's that's a problem for baseball. It's a problem in in, in Washington D.C. is not a small market. It's a large market with a lot of money in Northern Virginia, and you've let these great talented players walk. And D.C. people, I got a friend of mine in D.C. who's a Nats fan. They are mad today. They are angry that this happened. They don't want to see bad baseball, but the Orioles being bad, my friend said this to me yesterday, he goes, the Orioles being bad is a problem because there's no pressure on the Nationals because they won the World Series within the last 10 years. So Baltimore hasn't won it in my life. So <laughs> it's it's easy for the Nats. The, the Nats can go, well, what do you want? You, you, you got Baltimore that's sitting there down the table, you know, down the road. What have they done? We gave you a ring. We want a championship with Soto. We want a championship. How so, long does that championship pass get you? I think in, in New England, three years. But I don't know about Washington. Maybe it's longer. I mean, it just doesn't – like, I, I feel like it doesn't um, justify – No. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me where you go, okay, we won, so now we can – flip it all and tank and be that way. Like we saw the Marlins were really the first baseball team to do it back in 97. And they, you know, they brought in a lot of free agents Mm -hmm. and then they didn't keep them and everybody left. And then they Mm -hmm. somehow circled the wagons again. One more time. Was it 2003? I think it was. Won it again. They haven't been good since. I mean, they just, you know, they peak at the wild card a little bit. They get some talent. Now, granted, now I do think they've got a core, though. I do think that this Marlins core has got the potential next year to be pretty good. The like, pitching got, is unbelievable again. They're yeah. doing it with the, I mean, Alcantara's like for real, real, the Cy Young award winner. If the season ended today, he wins it. The guy's it's just today. Yep. Yeah. He's amazing. So nice. I just don't think like it's so different. The mentality now for the smaller market teams, Kansas City, 
They won a World Series seven years ago. Mm-hmm. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. Like, just flipped everybody, gone. See ya. You can't keep them. It's weird because back in the day, guys stayed. And it's a different economy. It's a different environment now. And it, I mean, for baseball fans on specific teams, mm. it don't work. So we know that my luck has changed because of the Mariners and the Yankees yesterday. So I was on the Mariners plus 140 money line yesterday. Yes. If this was a week ago, there's no way I win you this lose. game. No chance. Did you watch the, the ninth inning? Did you watch the ninth inning? No. Okay. So, so, so here's what happened in the ninth inning. First, Mariners go up for nothing. Okay. Up for nothing. Yankees storm back. Goes to be four three. Yeah. Then it turns into five three. Six then it goes, oh, sorry, sorry, six, sorry, sorry, six, three, or two, I was two run home. So six to three. And then solo shot, two run shot, six, six <laughs> in the sixth. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, pinch hit seventh inning, pinch hit home run. Seattle Mariners, yes. seven, six. I was watching it then. Yes. Top of the ninth, we get a insane insurance run that goes over the top of LeMay. You by like an inch goes over his glove, uh, uh, eight, eight, six. Flamethrower comes in for the Mariners. Never has he's got two saves on the year. Throws 103 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Strikeout, strikeout. Okay. Strikeout, strikeout. Yeah. LeMayu, two outs, little bleeder over the first base bag, right inside the right field foul line. Yeah. Fair ball. Yes. Single. Yes. Here comes Judge. Yeah. Five pitches, walk. Rizzo. By the way, which been, not one of those pitches the judge was close. I don't well, no, 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 one was. He threw 103 mile per hour fastball on three and oh. It, ridiculous. Right. And the judge yeah. was like, You threw 103. Yeah. He's like, Go right. ahead, tip you know, see just spit on it and said, see you yeah. later. See ya. Next pitch, slider, way off right. the plate. Right. Then here comes Rizzo, who has hit a home run in four straight games. Yes. Including the game earlier at an at in, bat in his first yes. at bat. Yes. Hottest hitter on the planet. Yes. Walks him. Bases loaded. <laughs> Bases loaded, two outs, eight six game. A single ties it. A double wins it. Grand slam, obviously, is is, is a walk off. Pinch hit. Here comes, um, who was it for the Yankees? I can't remember who was pinching. Contreras. Now who is? Uh, I'm forgetting whoever it was. Anyways, goes to zero and two, one and two, two and two. I'm pacing around my house, going, "You've oh, got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me! You got to be! You can't walk in a run right now. You can't do this." Somehow throws a backing up breaking ball that gets him fooled. Strike three, game over. Eight six. <laughs> Mariners win. One of the crazier, like I, it was a white knuckle ride. Feels good cash. though, don't it? Well, comparatively of what I was a week or two prior, yeah. Right. But I'm like, man, this can't happen. But we get the plus one forty. Red Sox on the run line. Or, sorry, Astros on the run line. Red Sox win the game outright. Red Sox are five and one, by the way, against the Astros this year. They can't beat an American League East team to save their least their lives. But they're five and one against the Astros. Doesn't make baseball makes zero sense. Just no, doesn't make any any <laughs> sense. Uh, we mentioned the Phillies, and we'll see. By the way, it's six nothing Mariners still right now. Uh, yes. You can take. Plus four and a half, even money. Garrett Cole's still in the game, I guess. Yep. They don't want to, they want to burn the bullpen, so they're going to make him wear it and see how long Garrett Cole is going to stay in the game. Uh, minus you, 12. you should bet the yeses on Garrett Cole. I've seen this since his pirate days. 
you get to them in the first inning with either solo shots or yeah. string a couple together, get a three-run shot. He gives up home runs in the first inning. I'm telling you, these guys go up looking for fastballs. It happens a lot. We can have SoCal go through his starts. Um, not good. When he goes, you know, go through his, his starts this season, see how many times he's given up a run in the first inning. I bet it's over 50%. If it's not, it's close. So mm. with the prices getting pluses, you bet the yes, because he's always favored to no. Right. So, come out on top. Come out on top. Uh, it's 2-2, two, two, Blue Jays, Rays, nothing, nothing in the fifth, Phillies, Braves, uh, nothing, nothing, Diamondbacks and the Guardians, that game in the second inning. So the Phillies are now plus 2,000 to win the National League after the deal that Which they made. Which means 20 to 1. Yes. Just for the rookies, that means okay. 20 to 1. Any interest in the to Phillies? Win the division? No, the NL. To win the pennant? Yeah. Um... I would ask you this question. Do you think they can make the playoffs? Yes. Then it's worth a possible bet. I think they depending can on the, the matchup. Playoffs. Yeah. Depending on the matchup. Because you just have to win the first series. It's a, The baseball playoffs this year are three-game series in the first round. Number mm-hmm. one seed gets a bye. Everybody plays a three-game series. With their pitching staff, it's possible. You know, you get Wheeler out first, Nola second, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one, too, at the top. Not a bullpen is going to make you sweat. Well, and then Syndergaard now being added. So, so, I mean, it's an arms race, and if those guys are healthy, one of them, you know, spins a gem. The other one gets you enough. Why not? So, And, and look, David Robertson's a sneaky deal. That's a quiet move that doesn't get yep. a lot of attention, right? But yep. it's had a very good season. 2.23 ERA, 51 K is 1.04 whip. So you're going to get him wow. to get the back end. Wow. This people listen, just hit the like button and go into betprep.com slash chat and join this this show. Cause there's so many good things happening. I just looked down at the chat. SoCal DGen. Garrett Cole starts. Yep. 21 starts, 14, 14 yeses, seven no's. 14 and seven to the year fee. Wow. You know how, much, you know how profitable that is? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, man, oh, man. Now he'll go 0 for 10. <laughs> now that we brought it up. <laughs> well, I mean, we have been a jinx for Spence. <laughs> We've been putting him down. He missed the, the last two because of us. I mean, sorry, Spence. You know, it comes up in the rundown. Matt and I talk about it. We're trying to just. I'm going to give. I we're not going to talk about it today. The the, the props.com story of the day is not the Nerfy story. So I'm going to see if we can get him a W today. See if we can get him off a two game stay away from it, Right, right. Yeah, we'll cover our eyes. Don't talk. We're going to do something it. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to focus on something else Fair rather enough. than focusing on that. Um, oh man, God, the swings so- of this is wild. Yankees have gone anywhere from plus 800 to plus 400 in this game down six, nothing. And now it's plus 570. It's like literally better to better. Their money line prices are moving. It's so much fun to do this when you're doing the numbers, when you're, when you're, you know, booking it because you have no idea what to make the number. And a person making the bet has no idea what to make the number. It's six, right. nothing in a second inning. In the first, it was six nothing in the well, first. Yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, but now it's in the second. So yeah. you're like, what do you move it to? 
you move it to this, you keep moving it like the Mets yesterday. You keep moving it till somebody right. takes it. That's mm-hmm. all you keep doing. So, yeah, it's uh, – I still think plus four and a half is a good bet. Mm. So Boston gets Eric Hosmer like we talked about yesterday, but we found out the details. The Padres are paying Eric Hosmer's contract $43.6 million. The Padres are giving the Red Sox. The Red Sox are paying him $200,000 this year and like $400,000 next year and $700,000 the year after. What a deal. How badly did they, why didn't they just DFA him? I mean, like how badly did they want to get rid of Eric Hosmer? I mean, they pay him either way, I guess. But man, if you're a football player and you see this, how pissed off are you? This guy's not good, got traded, and he's going to make $43 million for the team that he's not playing for. Makes you wonder, right? Like you have to, when those guys talk about their distrust of the owners and the stuff yeah. like that, like it's real. Like they like, look what they're doing. How does the NFL not have guaranteed contracts? They're getting it better. They're getting this guaranteed money up front. Right now, they never did that before. But it's quarterbacks, it's all the skill players. Like if you're a right tackle or right guard, you got to be like, man, I blow my knee out and I'm done. Done, done, done. And I can't, I can't move. I can't play. I get fine. I might get a pension. I might get some type of, you know, injury pay. But Eric Hosmer is going to get paid forty three point six million for a team he's not playing for. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Bob Bonilla gets a million dollars a year as a player. That baseball. was a contract, but that was, yes, that was because he was very intelligent. How he, you know, July 1st is Bobby Bonilla day. Right. Gets a million dollars every July 1st. Yeah. So, I mean, the contracts are guaranteed whether they're playing or not, but it's, it's, I mean, that tells you a lot that the Padres had to get this done. Yeah. Just pay right. it. It's 43 million. Yeah. That's okay. That's right. Just, just, just sign off and pay it. Get him to Boston. We need him out here. He can't play. We don't want him playing. He's not going to play ever. You know, we're taking Josh Bell to play first base. Mm. So we don't need him here, you know, pretending to be a bat off the bench because we're not putting we him in hit. Yeah, you can't hit. So, like, what are that's you doing? What, right. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't DH him. You can't pinch hit him. You can't do anything. <laughs> like, he's there for his glove. So, I mean, now he comes over and I mean, he, he did not want to go to the Nationals. Nationals were one of the 10 teams on his no trade. Boston was not. So he winds up going to the Red Sox. There's backlash in, in San Diego um, to like, you know, good riddance, Sarah Cosmer. You weren't yes. a real Padre anyway and all this other stuff I had. Um, yep. my, my buddy Charlie sent me a text this morning like from one of these Padre sites and stuff. Um, they're mad he didn't just accept the trade. Yes, because he almost screwed it up. They thought he was going to blow the Soto deal. You have your life blown up. You're just going to accept the trade to a shitty team because your organization, you want them to win. Like you always have to put yourself in another person's shoes and just understand it. You don't have to agree. But why should Eric Cosmer just say, yes, I put the, the Nationals on my list for a reason, but I'll waive that and I'll go there for the team, for the organization, for the fans. I'll go to Washington. No, I'm not going to Washington. You figure it out. Trade me somewhere else. And I'm trying to see if I can. There was there was a message on the Discord channel. 
to me last night. Um, I have the text from that speak from, from oh, it's Charlie. going. It's going directly. It says, "Matt, these guys are making millions of dollars. Who gives a shit if their their lives gets blown up by being traded? I have no sympathy for that. I mean, money makes everything go round." Wow. <laughs> and I wrote back to him and I was like, well, that's your right to feel that way. But I mean, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. No matter the money, like there is a right way and a wrong way. Like, you know, this is, this is from, it says a Padre fan. We would like to say this to Eric Hosmer from all the San Diego Padre fans. You will not be missed. You showed who you were when you were dealt and said no to the trade. If you wanted us to win as bad as you said, when you were here, then you wouldn't have vetoed any trade. It was for the best of the team, and you know it. You were wearing fool's gold yellow at the end of your career. Whoa. Um, and it went on. What you showed us is that you're a selfish, selfish person, and your stats showed that all the years you were here. Woo, baby. You knew you were aging, and you fleeced us with that terrible contract. That's true. You didn't do the job to be the guy we signed. You clearly didn't put in the work. I'm glad we are paying you the petty $40 million plus to leave. It will be chump change when we win a few World Series now. A few? What? I mean, like, people, slow down. A few. Come on, Padre fans. We're planning the parades already? Not one, but two? What are we doing? You got to team up the highway north to you. That's going to have a lot to say about these multiple world series you're talking about. Hey, my, thank you for leaving your Boston's problem now. Yep. I mean, it looks thing was snipped off Red Sox. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, as I said yesterday, I'll take the glove. He's making $200,000. It's he's free. Like if he sucks, I don't care. He's free. It's not going to hurt the Red Sox any to have him in there. Off the bench, he's a glove in the late innings, you know, seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning bench. We, we know he can play gold glove, gold glove caliber first base. That's never been a question for the guy. So defensively, he's fine. It's the offenses that's been the issue for him. Mm. Just like Gallo, man, now going to the Dodgers. It's the same thing. Like sometimes maybe a change of scenery helps and you can hit better. Maybe you've, you've you refined the stroke. I mean, he helped the, the Royals win the World Series. So, I mean, the guy's got championship pedigree. He's been there, done that. Hosmer has a ring, right? Yeah, from the Royals. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, of all, you know, in terms of like who Eric Hosmer is, he's never been called a bad guy. I don't know if I'm good. No. That's kind of a little crazy. That's a shot right there by a Padre fan. I don't I think he's being selfish by exercising the contractual right that he negotiated. It's not the right word. Selfish is not the word that I would use. You can say, cry me a river. You're making millions of dollars. I don't care if you're upset. You can say that, but don't call him selfish for negotiating a contract clause and then using that contract clause to not be traded to Washington. So I mean, I get fans overreaction or overreaction. Yeah, but like, think about it. If somebody just comes to you in your job and you're living in San Diego and you're established and they tell you, Hey, get just transferred to Washington, DC. You leave tomorrow. What do you do? Your wife's eight months pregnant. 
Oh, throw that on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw that on top. <laughs> People aren't and pretty. I mean, starts next week, yeah. by the way. The only reason why I know this is Casey McDonald worked for Nesson. So I followed her when she was on Nesson and she was with Hosmer when Hosmer was at the Royals. They broke up. They got back together. They got married. And now she's pregnant. So, like, I've seen it through her social media as to what's been going on with Eric. And so that's, I, I guarantee you, they were building a house. They were building a life in San Diego. Their kid was going to be raised in San Diego. Like he's, he has three years left on his deal. They thought the kid's life was going to begin in San Diego. And now it's going to begin in Boston. And I think for the most part, they're both fine with that, given her ties to New England. But, you know, she's from Philadelphia and she went to Villanova and whatnot. So like, I get why he would say yes to Boston and no to DC, right? but also the Nationals stink. So, and we're going the to Nationals stink. are a lot further away from winning than Boston is. I mean, and just playing at Fenway Park in front of people versus playing at Nats Park with nobody there. So, it's <laughs> different experience. Yeah. I so I get. I mean, I'm not mad. I, I'm not mad at him at all. I just I thought it was funny if he blew up the trade. I was like, this guy needs to get sent out of town. Like he's not going to. He wasn't going to blow up the trade. They were going right. to figure something out. Yeah, there's no question. They were going to figure something out. Yeah, you have Juan's to. Get a, yeah, for Eric Hosmer, right? Can, can like Eric Hosmer blow up? <laughs> Eric Hosmer's <laughs> not. No matter what, trade. they would have yeah. found the number just like in the book to True. get somebody to bet the Nat Nationals yesterday. You would have found the number to say Eric. You're going to Boston. How much? Or right. what do we got? Where well, you do you want to go? Couldn't, you couldn't veto the Red Sox trade. You only could veto the Nats were part of the 10 teams. The Red Sox were not on the 10 team list. I'd love to know how, like, what were the other nine? What are the nine oh, teams are out there? I mean, I'm sure some a writer probably knows the contracts right. was out there. So right. they probably know that there were nine teams. I mean, you could probably take the, you know, Tampa, Florida, um, <laughs> Texas and go through the general culprits of bad baseball franchises. You wouldn't want to be a part of, you wouldn't want to go there. Pittsburgh, you know, I knew like you were going to say it. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I was waiting. I was going to, and if you yeah. didn't say it, I was going to go, do you think Pittsburgh's on the list? <laughs> you, yes. you already showed yourself right yes. there. You showed your cards. Pittsburgh's on the list. Uh, now that Atani, by the way, did not get traded. Do you think this winter, the angels, Pull the plug, or do they have him play out as a lame duck, knowing he's leaving? Atani is not resigning in a tough LA. situation, man. Tough. Now tough Soto's story. gone, right? So the, the 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 first big like monster name that was going to get traded is done. Soto now with the Padres. So now it's all Atani, and it's going to be Atani watch from now until trade deadline time next year if the Angels hold on to him. But the most valuable time is at the winter meetings in over in, 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 you know, in the winter time in the off season where GMs get together and you get the biggest haul. That's where all the major monster deals have been done in the past. You rarely ever see a Juan Soto trade at the trade deadline. That's a fluky thing, right? But a guy of Atani's stature in the off season, that's been done before. Yeah. The Yankees just got thrown out at home plate, by the way. They scored a run at 6-1, and then they got thrown out at home plate by, like, five feet. Like, this might be one of those games. They just – they, they Mariners are going to take two or three from the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Woo-hoo-hoo. I still your, think the Yankees will cover the four and a half. Okay. Um, your, World, your World Series thought, though, it's a pretty big statement by that Mariner team to go in there with a team that going into it lost 13 games at home the entire season and will lose two times to the Mariners. 
again, I know you don't believe in the jinx, but it's the second inning. You're already, you're already awarding this game to no, the Mariners? No, I'm just saying that if they do win it. If they win it. Okay. Yeah, if they win it, it's a pretty big statement. I'm saying I would if take four and a half. I would take plus four and a half. Look at yesterday. It was four nothing, right. then it was four three, then it was six three, then it was six right. six. I mean, the Yankees can score in bunches. Yeah. No debate in that. Just depends on whether they want to actually do it or not. Sometimes the Yankees just fall asleep. They don't care. Go through those innings. Okay. That happens. We can't, yeah. we can't do baseball. anything about that. Sometimes. It happens. You give up six runs in the first inning. It's a getaway day. And you're like, hey, yeah, forget it. Have you ever been to the winter meetings? Yes, here. Oh, okay. I, I went a few times, once in Anaheim, once in Florida. Highly. Trying awesome. to get a job, you know, because it's when you're it's growing a convention. up. It's a convention. It's a convention. Um, highly, highly overrated unless you're looking for a minor league play play job. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> okay, that is good for you. Yes, that's worth it. And I was handing out tapes, cassette tapes. Remember that when you had it? You're probably not even old enough to do that. But I was handing out cassette tapes, trying to get out there and get a job. And I remember back then, you're handing out cassette tapes. Oh yeah, here's my tape. Here's my. Oh, I remember tape. I did it. I was doing it. I I have tapes over tape? behind down there behind the camera. I've got yeah. I've got tapes from from my demo reel. Yeah. That's God, we were that all sucked. trying to get out there any way we could. There was no email. That was not was so a, bad. It's just, it was just envelopes. Straight hustle. Straight hustle. Oh, <laughs> had no idea what a, it was. All hustle. It was, oh. it was just, life is hustle. Now yep. I know this, but at the time, oh, I got a college degree and I'm I like baseball. Hire me. I'm gonna do play by play. Okay, it's two hundred a week. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? what? A week, not a day. A week, not an 200 hour. Two hundred a week. week. That was my oh, first offer from the Reading Phillies, 200 a week, but I could eat free at the ballpark. I'll never forget that. Um, will Otani be moved? No. Did you, want, did you take it? No. I was offered the Pittsfield Mets for the same price. Said no. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to Pittsfield, Massachusetts to be the voice of the Mets because I'm not going to be a baseball broadcaster. I knew that even then. That was not going to be a good move for me <laughs> to, to do that. I was like, I, I said, 200 a week, that's 800 a month. How much are apartments here in Reading? And the one kid was like, well, if you don't get a roommate, you could probably get a place close to the ballpark for like 500. Like it's, okay, my car payment is 180. I'm going to live on $300 a month? Well, no, no. no other expenses? 500 and 180 was 680. <laughs> yeah. And I said, all right, so now I'm just doing the math. I'm like, eight. Minus eight hundred minus six eighty. That's a hundred and twenty dollars a week. No, a month to live on. A month, I mean, a month. Yeah, to live on. So I'm like, all right, that's that's thirty a week. Like, what can what's gas ballpark? I will forget <laughs> about gas. So, so I was thinking about getting a bike to ride. I mean, to minor league from. sports, arguably minor league sports, and they've gone to court over this. But minor league sports, from the broadcaster to the player, all the way down, is probably the most ridiculous pay structure in all of them. I don't want to say America, but it's, it's, they make people work the longest hours for the lowest pay in sports by far, but maybe in all of life with how many hours you end up spending at the ballpark working versus how much money you're compensated for being involved as one, a player or two, a broadcaster, three in marketing or PR. And oftentimes you're the broadcaster, you're marketing and your PR. You're doing all three. 
<laughs> it was the title was director of communications. Yep, that's what I would be. Yeah, that was you would send yeah, out some press release. You yeah. would send out all this. I was like, so what time I got to get here? By nine. One? Yeah. By one. By nine morning. in the morning. Oh no, they wanted like, to nine a.m. Oh my. Nine a.m. Yeah. So, the so team was I was away. offered was nine sales. I was going to be the lead salesperson. Oh yeah. You I was going to be director director of com. I was going to be director of PR. Yeah, I was gonna have to do the game notes before the game. Always, then call the game. Yes, then conduct all the post-game interviews Correct. with the media. With the media, Correct. and then write the press release afterwards for the game story and send out to the papers. To the newspaper, one person. <laughs> I think that, it was two fifty a week is what they offered me. That was that Short was season single A baseball, right? Um. Yeah. Just just yeah. just think about the math that if you got there by nine and the game didn't end until ten and you still Home had one. to finish. Yeah. So it was nine to one. Twelve. Yep. That's fifteen yeah. hours a day, baby. Seven days a week at certain weeks. On those home stands. Yeah. On the off day, seven days a week, and you're getting two hundred dollars. Thank you. Here's 28 bucks. You're making essentially a dollar an hour is what you're kind of like, like like walking yourself into. It's, it's the biggest racket in in the world. I I tell kids like you got to pay your dues, but at some point, you know, (laughs) it's tough. It's tough because you can't get a second job. That's the problem. Like work somewhere else. So Vic, Hey, go go get a job. Right. Make money. No. Only if what, what they told me was you won't travel every road trip. So you could work a part-time job at some points. I'm like, yeah, but that's really inconsistent. They're like, yeah, this is before Uber driving. This is before all the gig economy stuff. And this is just like, <laughs> it's like, what, what am I going to do? Like, we'll we'll find you something. We'll find somebody yeah, in the yeah. community that will use you in some form or fashion. Sure. I was like, I'm not moving to Western Mass on a maybe. Like, that's not smart. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You. Tip of the cap. I'm done. I'm moving on. I got my message from above. I drove to Reading in December mm-hmm. for the interview. And driving back, there was a storm that got me off of the Pennsylvania Turnpike, off of exit 15, which was the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and pulled into one of the scariest motels I've ever stayed in by myself. Yes. Oh, no. And I checked in. The room was $29. It was freezing outside. All the roads were closed with the rain and the snow. And a woman handed me the key and a baggie of ice. And I was like, what's this for? She goes, well, there's no ice ma- There's no ice machine. So we give you the ice when you check in. And I was oh thinking, my. I am, it's, it's 12 degrees outside. There's an inch of ice on the roads. It's snowing, and you handed me the key and a bag of ice. I was so I slept with one eye open. I called my parents. I said, "I'll be home in the morning." I'm like, is it that bad? I said, "It's bad. I'm not driving in this." And I pulled off, and I took that as a message: "You're not going back to Reading." Smart. No sign. Yeah. Why? Why did we live in that part of the country that where you would have to sleep in a bad motel because you can't drive on the roads because of the weather? I didn't know. We didn't know any better. I know. I don't know better either. It's just now that I look back on it, I'm just like, 
why do human like, like when Doug, we mentioned Doug Franz earlier, Doug used to say to me when, when I moved to Alabama, Doug used to say to me, you'll never go back. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, as an adult, you'll never go back to that. Once you've had a taste of no snow, sleet, sand, cold wind, once you're done and you're out, you're not going back. <laughs> not unless you have to, because I'm not going back. He spent 15 years in Phoenix, been there now for 16 years in Phoenix. It's like, I'm not going back. And I'm, I, I'm like literally parroting Doug Franz. I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm not going back to that. I went back after Curacao. I landed in Pittsburgh in February. It was nine degrees. <laughs> I spent that winter huddled in the fetal position every day. <laughs> it's so cold. I don't want to ever go outside. How do you do this? I said to my parents and my sisters were home and stuff. I was like, we can't live like this. We can't do this. I don't have to do this. I just lived. I just lived. There's no way I'm not doing this yep. no more. You don't have to. They Our say, kids have no me. idea. Our kids are have no bleeping clue. What it's that's unbelievable. Like. Yeah. What it's, that's it, like. I, I tell them all the time. I mean, like I got kids that got scholarships to go play back east or, or in central part of the country, you know, where you were from Nebraska. Not Dude, from Nebraska. Yes, it's been there. In yes. Kansas yes. and stuff. And they're like, Coach Dave, we should have listened to you. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not that bad. You got to figure it out. If you, if, I mean, it's really a different way bad, of though. life. It really is that bad though? Oh, it's tough. Oh. I mean, again, when you're dealing with negative 10 and 110 air temperatures in the same calendar year, it's that bad. It really is that bad. The cold hurts. <laughs> yes. But the, the humidity and the heat make it even worse. Yeah, but I mean, the we, cold we deal with heat, but heat in no humidity is easy to deal with. The the, the pain of the cold is it's it's, it's oh. just it it hurts. I mean, give me the heat. Give me yep. the heat. I'll be fine in right. that. We'll yeah, cars break, everything breaks when you're cold. Car doesn't start. It's the worst. That turnover sound. You go to turn the engine. That you don't do it anymore. But before you'd stick the key in, you turn the engine and you just that rrr, 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 rrr sound. Oh. And you're like, I'm dead. How cold is it right now? It's oh, it's 15 degrees. Oh, the battery's dead. How long is it going to be to get a jump? I don't know. Two hours. Great. Got to freeze my butt off for two hours. Hope I survive. <laughs> Hell with that. I want to no, do that. No. Nope. I want to. All right. Uh, games tonight. Yes. Uh, Blake Snell and the Padres are minus three thirty tonight, Dave. Against Why the not? Rockies. Well, the Rockies are eight and six this year against the Padres. Sure. What is this, Blake Snell? for a good portion of this season, couldn't win a start to save his life. Nope. And the Rockies have done well against the Padres. And we got yep. a three thirty line tonight. It's excessive. A little, little bit excessive. I mean, saw it yesterday. They don't always win when they're this high. This one won't go up that much though. This one, okay. this is already coming down. This is, I mean, if you look across now, circus down to $3. Everyone else is 305. I mean, William Hill, Caesars is 335. How is that that high? It was, and it was 330 this morning. Yeah, it's coming down. I did, did, it reached a point. People had enough. I mean, the bad guy said, Give me this Colorado team. Like, they're, yeah, again, to probably listen to the show. Hit the <laughs> like button if you come in and listen to the show and then go <laughs> bet to Colorado, please. I mean, seriously. Uh, Dodgers and the Giants so far in this series, two and zero to the over. 
the hell is going on in this series? This is really weird. Like, this is not a typical Giants-Dodgers series. Thinking it's going to be low scoring. You've had the, the good arms going. You have Urias going tonight for the Dodgers, but do you bet the over again tonight? Probably. Seven, it's right back to seven and a half. It's, yeah. The books keep on putting up the same number. Again, it's just like betting, right? If you have the right bet, you're the process. You stick with the number. I'd make it eight. I would. I, I would. I would make it eight just to say, go ahead, bet the under. Tell me that you think I'm wrong is fine today. Mm-hmm. Like because the lineup's hitting. The Dodgers lineup is hitting. Both it's, the lineups are hitting. Yeah, I mean, both. And the Giants are answering back, but the Giants didn't they trade? Um, they traded Ruff. That's their three hitter, right? Yeah, I'm stunned. I love him. Creighton kid. I know Darren Ruff. I was bummed, but he got sent to a good to a good spot. So he went where? Atlanta? Uh, I think the Phillies. No, hold on. Where Darren Ruff go? He went to the East Coast. Hold on. Uh, he went to the Phillies. Right on. Uh, hold on. No. Uh, oh, the Mets got him. Oh yeah, JD Davis for Darren Ruff. That was a swap. Yeah. So he'll be the bat off the bench for the Mets. It's a pretty good addition for them again. Oh, I love the Mets addition. That, that's great. And I think it's, I, I love it. Wow. For, I like it for Ruff. I like it for, I mean, you know, J.D. Davis will go in there. He'll be the bat off the bench. But yeah, I mean, the Giants, I was, that was one of the moves I was surprised that the Giants did. Right. But Ruff's huh. 36. J.D. Davis, and then a bunch of, and th- wow, they got three pitchers back. The Giants got, that's why. Two lefties and a righty. Davis is 29. A little younger. Yep. Interesting. I, I would bet over. I I, yeah. I would look to do that. I mean, it's somebody's streak, right? streak you just ride. Yeah. yeah I mean, bet the streak. He's been um, good too. The Broncos, let's talk some football here. The, yep. the Broncos lost Tim Patrick for the year yesterday, ACL tear. Tell a lot of people, people who Tim Patrick is, and by the people, I mean me too. Wide receiver for the Broncos. <laughs> Thank you. Was expected to have a pretty big impact for this offense this season. Had shown some spurts, shown some signs uh, of being a guy who could have a breakout year for this, for this team. And now he is out for the year with an ACL injury. By your reaction, I'm guessing you don't think it's a big deal. No. No, I mean, it doesn't move anything in the numbers or it might be a bet against, but we've already well, been there a bet against anyway. I was going to say you and I have been talking about it. This is another reason just add it to the list to be betting against Denver. And before all the Broncos fans come at you with, Hey, let's ride. Broncos, oh God. Did you see ride. that? Did you see what the what the the hot mic caught from the Chargers and Keenan Allen? No. They were roasting Russell Wilson yesterday at practice for that. No, I don't I mean, believe that. Roasting him. Really? That. Yeah, that's gonna be the thing. That's that let's ride video that came out with well, that's not gonna go oh, over God. well. Let's yeah, ride. inside inside of the NFL, inside let's the division. Ride. Yeah, that. Th- they're basically saying that Russell Wilson's corny and, 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 and they're not in. Yeah. They're not in on Russ. They're not in on him. Yeah. We could do it all different ways. You get a little bit. We get a little. Oh yeah. 
Bronco yeah. country. That looks really good, actually. I, I like that look. But yeah, that's the uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. That's that's a bad I look, the, the thing about this think, team, by the way, if we if we start doing this, I'm I'm working on this. This is the front of the BVB hat, Royal right? Blue model kind of Dodgers, and you know, you can right? combine this Play with other it. teams. This might be the Bills hat. Could be oh, okay. Yeah, you know, something like that. Definitely Bill. But it's definitely put something colors. right here. Yeah, that's where I put the props.com on mine. Right. We could put Absolutely. something right there. That yeah, wouldn't yeah, be a yeah, bad for sure. Right there. You should put the BVB logo, the 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 BVB logo that is um I guess yeah, I, I would say you, you could put the alternative Bostonian versus the book, it, the script alternative logo there in a square. I'm thinking about getting once we or personalize it like you did with Little Consig. Right. I was gonna say once we get the official titles, like you just put like Capital M A C capital K, or yeah. you put like you know the the names yeah. in a chat or their handles, right? Or what? Put like their handles. Yeah, things can go in there. Like that. Yeah. Look, I mean, we talked about this a little bit since we're on this topic. If you guys are going to come to the show at Circa on the twenty sixth, Lids is right there. So like, if you're be working too, yeah. So if you're in town and you want a BVB hat. I mean, we'll, we'll come up with something. We're talking to lids and figuring out how to make it work, but just know that you can come to the show and get a lid made while the show's going on. Right. And personalize it the way that Dave's talking about. Right. right yeah. They've got all, I mean, the one at Circa is where we started. Uh, that, that's the OG yep. replication hat place. Yep. So they've got it all for you Yeah. Uh, for hats and selections and make a hat and whatnot. So you guys can, can do that. I, I, I still think the Broncos are a fade and everyone is like, think the Broncos are a sneaky team. I'm like, yeah, no, sorry. I'm not buying the Broncos as a sneaky team. I just looked out of the chat. (laughs) What? Kendall just said, hey, Matt, just filling you in. No one says roasting anymore. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That's my (laughs) eight-year-old. Didn't realize that. What's what's the term now? What's what's the hip term on on, on the YouTube channel these days? You got to learn all this stuff, man. I don't say roasting no more. What did, what, what did what did Madeline say yeah. the other day about it? Yes, Maddie has, has a different word for it. I can't remember what they were. Yeah, it's something. Chirping. I'll have to ask her. No, she didn't say that. It's some other type of like it's from Loud House, I think. From what they, oh, what they say when that when cartoon. They make yeah, it is so loud. It's perfectly named Loud House. They never <laughs> stop talking. Absolutely ever. Not. Yep. All right. The NFL has until tomorrow morning at nine a.m. Eastern to officially appeal the Deshaun Watson decision. Do they do it? I don't know, man. You may be I think they would love to let it go away. I think they're hope. I think they're hoping for like a, a, a gigantic news story to happen tonight into tomorrow morning where everyone just forgets <laughs> that like this was a deadline. And then like in two days, everyone's like, Hey, what's that? Like did that deadline going on for the NFL where they're supposed to do something with Watson. And they're like, I don't know. I guess we were, Oh, we missed watch, it, watch, watch, watch oh. Tom Brady get injured today or something like right, that. Exactly. Yes. Oh, oh, something yeah. monster to happen where the oh. world is all paying attention. They're all looking this way. And the NFL is like, don't look at us. Don't look at us. Don't look at us. And then, and then like, Oh, we missed the deadline. It's nine Oh five. What hey, were you supposed to do it? I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to file it. Oh, too bad. We missed, we, we missed our deadline. Oh, cause they know. want the story just, gone. They want to stop talking about it. They want to move on. They do. And upon reading deeper, 
um, some stuff is that by appealing, they they really they they take this to court, court, and it becomes yeah. testimony and open yeah. a lot of things that I think a lot of people want to make go. Well, that's away. what the NFLPA said to the NFL before it ever the ruling came out. We're going to accept the ruling. The NFL, you should too. And it's because if they don't, they're saying you give him anything more than the six games, we're going to federal court. And it's going to be just like Brady and just like other cases where you get discovery and you get to dig around and what the Texans knew. Yeah. What did they do? Yeah. How did they facilitate it? How did they help? And you're putting women on the stand. It's very dangerous from a league perspective to go to court. Mm. I don't know. I'm not positive they wind up doing it. They may not. I don't know either. I don't. I I, re, I really don't know. I mean, I say nobody knows shit all the time. I I don't know. Um, I think they want they would to. I think they, they want to. They right. want to saber rattle. I think they want to saber rattle it to make the PR appearance. But I think deep down they don't want to. They. Just I want think to go they want to because they need to set a precedent for a harsher sentence for when you really do shit. Correct. Like is the problem. I agree with you, but the problem that the judge cited is the inconsistent nature in which these penalties are handed down. There is no rhyme or reason for how the NFL punishes under the policy, under the conduct policy. And so that's right. the problem. Like right. they haven't properly negotiated this to say, you know, all acts involving sexual misconduct equals this. Right. Ownership included. You all have to abide by this type of punishment. And right. it literally is putting your finger up in the air and go, which way the wind's blowing? Oh, okay. That's how, you know, how tough am I going to come down on you? And if you're Robert Kraft or you're, you know, Jerry Jones, it's, I didn't see anything. What do you mean? They didn't do like what, I mean, what Florida trip? He didn't do anything. Like what video of him doing what? He, uh, what? No, Robert Kraft oh, wasn't no. doing that. So that's the problem. And the judge even said that judge was like, judge Susan L. Robinson was like, you guys are so inconsistent. I don't know what to do. There's no precedent. There's no rhyme or reason for how you come up with a conduct policy. You've got, you know, a pretty strict rule when it comes to betting on football or betting on games. It's a year. Bam. Hit it. No salary. You got that crystal clear. Integrity of the game. But for conduct outside of football, it's really whatever Roger wants. Yeah. So that's the problem. It shines a bigger spotlight on this. And if you go to federal court, you have to explain why you want it to be worse than what Susan L. Robinson gave. And it can't be, well, because a bunch of people are mad at us for giving a six game suspension. Can't do that. It's got to be that worse part, than that. That part's not going to hold up. No, it can't be like, hey, there's a lot of pissed off people because he's got a six game suspension. That doesn't work. You have to have some precedent, some legal standing. Can you say, did you read the report? I mean, you can. And and then you can say again, it's the punishment that comes down. Nobody's from ever it. done this before, right? Unprecedented behavior, predatory is what she said. But there's no bar. There's nothing to base He's setting this off the bar. Of. Well, that's fine. You can do that. You can set the bar, but you just you have to. Go you have to take the the. You didn't so what get is it, the ten games. You didn't get the twelve Eight. games you wanted. Say no. They wanted a you year. Six. Yeah, I know. A year. I well. You know the way these things go. Apparently, right. this is the way people negotiate that like to negotiate. You bottom right. low, you super high, and you meet in the middle. Correct. 
So they wanted a year. They wanted six. She wanted zero. They wanted one year or zero. They got to six. That's what. That's why Watson's saying we are in the middle. You wanted a year. We we legitimately wanted zero. Zero. Absolutely. That's what they they went to the court. Said we. This should not be a suspension. There's nothing he has done here that warrants a suspension. Now we all know that's baloney. But that's what they argued that there was zero evidence and zero personal conduct policy violations to the standard of he lost all of last year. He was paid, but he didn't play. He should be allowed to play. Now you can't indefinitely suspend this guy. And so she came back and said, I can't indefinitely suspend you, but I can give you a six game suspension without pay. If that's the way it was discussed and negotiated, they're not appealing. It's zero. They was, it was sick. It was 17 to zero came back with six and the NFL could go back to 17. If they want, they go to 10, they go to 12, they go to eight. I mean, there's no, that's the, that's why the judge said there's no rhyme or reason for how you guys hand out your punishments. And so she's I'm just right gonna go, about that because she is hundred percent right about that. She's that's why they, right about and, and that's why she was hired. I mean, she's a retired federal judge who was brought in as an arbitrator because the, the everyone knows that Roger Goodell can't be trusted because they think he's a puppet for certain owners, which by all accounts, he is. So that's, they take him out of the, but now he's right back in the same spot as being a puppet for certain owners. And you know, that Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft want this gone. They want no part of this. They don't want to have their names Everybody tied to this. Everybody wants it gone. Right. But those two guys really want it gone. They really I mean, want the, it gone. They really, I mean, they don't like to see the, the pictures of Jerry Jones with all these different women over the years, him inebriated and drunk and have these pictures taken. And then we all have the case in Florida with Robert yeah, Kraft. Nobody wants that. No. So no. the league wants to go pluck about football. <laughs> this is the start of this, a new league year. Let's go play football. But that's not what society doesn't want that. And I, I can't. There's enough society. to talk about in Florida and football oh in the NFL. There's enough True. to talk about. They don't want that story coming out. Well, let's talk about that right now. Because here comes the owner, Stephen Ross, saying he was, quote, cleared. This is the same nonsense the team said yesterday. Now Stephen Ross, in his own words, is coming out and saying he's been cleared by the NFL. Yeah. Pro Football Talk wrote a huge article today essentially saying, what the fuck are you talking about? No one cleared you of anything. (laughs) You've been, you have not been cleared of wrongdoing. They just didn't have any evidence. This is like OJ saying I was declared innocent. Well, no, they just couldn't prove it. (laughs) There's two very different things between being cleared and declared innocent versus we couldn't convict you. Yeah. It's, um, I cannot believe it. I read that. Um, there's the link right there. Yeah. The word bullshit ends <laughs> the article. I yes. give him credit for writing it because it's the first thing I thought when we talked about it yesterday. Then I watched today Chris Canty mm. talk about it and said, where is the punishment? For Ross, I believe somebody said that yesterday when I said, what does he get? Yep. Oh, they fined the team $1.5 million. They took away the first-round draft choice. What does Ross get? October 17th. The, he can't October go 17th. Until, until October 17th. October 17th. That's his punishment. <laughs> That's it. Yep. I Brian Flores okay. got, got literally shown the door. 
for winning. He was set up to fail. We'll mm-hmm. hire this guy until we can get Brady here to play quarterback. Peyton will be the coach. Go get this guy and give him a job, and he'll lose. Wait a second. Wait, he's winning. Whoa, hold on. Let's have a meeting. Hold on. <laughs> we got to have a meeting. Our draft pick position, sir, is more important than our results on the on the field. What are you talking about? I'm a coach. We're trying to win games. Captain. Remember, this was this was the Ryan Fitzpatrick to a tug of a Loa situation. Yeah. Where he kept on playing Ryan Fitzpatrick and the yeah. ownership wanted Tua to play because they wanted to lose. Fitzpatrick was winning. That yeah. was the problem, including the helmet turn game against the Raiders here, that crazy come from behind right. victory. Yeah. I mean, all these games that were going on, and Brian Flores was saying, I'm playing the guy who I want to win. And then Fitzpatrick would win. And all of a sudden, Tua would play. And we and he would say, no, ownership's not telling me what to do. But we knew that ownership was telling him what to do. <laughs> it was yeah. clear as day that they were telling him what to do. It was, uh, it was crazy because the Dolphins were like a play every week right. for a lot of guys. Because right. the numbers seemed too high at the beginning opener, whatever, when they were dogs, they always got bet. And then when they were favorites, it was short. Yeah. It was always, instead of, you know, being three and a half, it would be two and a half and they would play it up. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reading this stuff with the, the, the benefit of reflection and I'm going, can't go to the games until October 17th. That's it. Like, how can this be P roll? How can this it's be? Because they don't know or can't find a punishment that is actually, you know, detrimental to an owner. You can hurt we the team. Talked about this yesterday. They said in the report the conversations happened. Happened. But we're just yeah. joking. How we can't? We don't know if they were serious or not. <laughs> it was a yeah, hundred times. Dimes for you people that don't know the gambling term is a hundred thousand dollars. And I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. I taken bags of cash multiple it's times. The the paragraph a hundred thousand cash on the counter per loss. put it on the Browns. One such comment is a claimed offer by Mr. Ross to pay Coach Flores a hundred thousand to lose games, as yeah. to which there are differentiating recollections about the wording, timing, and context. However phrased, such a comment was not intended or taken to be a serious offer, nor was the subject pursued in any respect by Mr. Ross or anyone else at the club. So what happened? Do you remember (laughs) in in Beverly Hills Cop when uh, they were talking to Gilbert Gottfried about the parking tickets and Billy and Taggart put on the glasses and put their hats down real low so they could <laughs> pretend like they weren't being recognized. That's what I'm doing right now, and I'm going to just say it. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's, I mean, like, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's complete in total because they hope nobody will read it. They hope no one's going to open the investigation, you know, go down deep. It's number three on the list under tanking to improve draft position. And I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I, I mean, it's just absolutely insane. Roger Goodell's quote 
was people p-roll ask for integrity fees well the, the, the integrity of the game and public say it again wait 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 let's let, let's get ready go ahead Go ahead. Say it again. The integrity of the game and public confidence in professional football demands no less, meaning every team to win every game. An owner or senior executive must understand the weight that his or her words carry and the risk that a comment will be taken seriously and acted upon, even if it's not the intent or expectation, even if it's made in jest and not intended to be taken seriously comments suggesting that that draft position is more important than winning can be misunderstood and carry with them an unnecessary potential risk to the integrity of the game. (laughs) Like they're all saying that Steven Ross said it. What they're saying is I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Well, no, they're just prove. claiming. Well, they can't prove the offer was serious. They know the words were said. It's like, it's like if you get into a fight with a guy and you're like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. It's like, they're saying, well, you didn't actually do it. So, but the guy wound up dead and we can't actually say it because you were kidding. So there's no real evidence that you did it, but we have evidence that you said it, but we can't prove that you, you can't did find it. the gun. Like, we don't they have can't to find the gun. gun. Right. I mean, it's, it's insane. You literally have somebody saying, I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars to lose, but you weren't supposed to act on it. <laughs> you weren't supposed to take it as serious. It was all a joke. I was kidding. No, you were trying to do the mafia thing of like, I'm going to say something and I'm not really going to say it just not going to, you can't tie it back to me. I'm just not going to, I didn't tell you to kill the guy. I just said, do me a favor and make Jimmy disappear. And just, 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 just take care of the problem. We got that problem in Jersey. Take care of that problem for me. Unbelievable. I, I, I this ain't going away. There's a civil I case. Not. There's a civil case. Apparently. Yeah. Brian pending. Flores is going to have his day in court. Yeah. Where somebody's getting a bag. Somebody's, I mean, they're going to, they're, they're going to, they're going to pay for Flores. They're going to, they're going to make this. I mean, look, look, Flores. They're going to let him talk about this in court and say it again. They may have no choice. I mean, look, Stephen Ross, Stephen Ross put it to rest. Didn't you read his quote? Just put the rest. (laughs) Don't worry about it. I'm the only Mike. Look, Mike Tomlin gave Brian Flores a job. Okay. Gave him a job. Put him back in the league. Brian Flores is in the league. This is not going away. Like Brian Flores is not going to, I don't think Brian Flores would take a bag. Brian Flores wants to be proven innocent. He's got money. He's got everything he needs. He's good. Now he wants, you know, he wants recognition. He wants it to be said. You guys Some ran me out because I wouldn't want lose. The fucking truth. Yeah, that's what he wants. And I think and Mike Tomlin is giving him the chance to do it because he's going to an organization that it. it's that is in some ways Teflon. You know what? Like Dallas, New England, Pittsburgh. These are franchises that have won so much and have such clout in the league that. He's, you know, that Pittsburgh shield, he's going to stand behind it and good luck gutting at him. I mean, if Mike Tomlin says you weren't touching my guy, that's my guy. League's not touching him. Like Lee's got, Lee's got to, I mean, going, he went to a perfect place. Tomlin did a big middle finger to the NFL by hiring Brian Flores. I love so it. It's, it's a great move. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, the more I read and the more I see and like Canty said it as a former player and, you know, the people on uh, on Get Up tried to be like, oh, well, you know, they punished the league for the tampering. He said, I'm not talking about the tampering. I'm talking about what he did. 
He told this guy that the draft position was more important and said, I'll give you 100000 to lose. What am I going to lose for? I mean, you get one shot a lot of times at an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. Especially as an African-American. Right? I mean, on top of that, he's an right. African-American head coach in the NFL. 100% you get, you know, judged One shot. Yep. Just like B. Rabbit said, one shot, one opportunity. What are you going to do? You're going to have a guy who's a multi-billionaire tell you, lose the games. Don't worry about it. I'll keep you. The whole time he's conspiring with these guys to get him out. He got his I mean, that's the, cra- the that's the part that I think people aren't putting two and two together. Well, you just did. While he's telling Brian Flores to lose, over two seasons, he's meeting with not just Tom Brady, but also Sean Payton. He's meeting with them in the season and outside the season. He's talking to Don Yee, Brady's agent. He's trying to get Brady ownership stake in the Dolphins for him to be able to go and play there, first with the Patriots, then with the Bucks, all while telling Brian Flores to lose so I can fire you. For 100000 a loss. I mean, that's the Trump thing. Look, shit, that's the coins in his right. car. Right. What are you doing, man? And but the question of what is the punishment for that for Stephen Ross? The integrity of the game is the fundamental building block, the foundation in which the NFL is built upon. If you rock that, that's it. I mean, the gig's up. Everything's every problem comes to light legally, financially, economically. I mean, you're in bed with states and federal government. You're in, I mean, you've got all the league. The NFL is woven into the fabric of the United States. If you shake the foundation, the integrity of the game to the point where people start to question whether what is on the field is happening for real or WWE fixed. Holy crap. Steven, you mentioned it off the air, but I think I don't think it's that crazy. I think Stephen Ross could be Donald Sterling. He could they could be looking under every rock to find something to get rid of him. To find is there any tape, email, anything we can put publicly out there that would justify us kicking this guy out of the league? They can't get Daniel Snyder. Let's well, but Ross isn't Snyder though, because Snyder He's knows not, where the bodies. But, Snyder knows where the bodies are buried. Right. He made friends with the right people. Ross is not in That's, the same loop. It's fine, but like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not going away. And now, to bring it full circle, we're doing this show. It's called Bostonian versus the Book. It's always with a gambling angle in mind. Mm-hmm. They're partners with every sports book on planet Earth. <laughs> you're, you're not before you could keep it at a distance, right? Oh, we don't know nothing about the betting. That's those people that are doing that other stuff. They're doing it offshore. And that was their line, right? We don't talk about it. We don't, we don't pay attention to it. We don't talk about it. You can't watch that. They had to restrict themselves to limit the number of ads on the games after the first year. Like they had to make you official partners. They're taking bags from the books to be official partners of the league to take bets. They tried the bullshit with the integrity fees and everybody saw through that. Now you got it. They got one of the 32 owners of the teams doing this stuff. Well, it also opens the question of 
Has it happened before? Oh, don't even go there. Oh boy. Now you've so that's, done it. That's the problem, right? Because the oh, next step is, okay, it happened with the Dolphins. Anybody else? Anybody else tank? What if you can, you can go through seasons, right? Like that mm. was an awkward decision. Why did they play him over him? Why did they start that quarterback? They didn't have to oh, do that. Man. Why did they sit that guy? Why, week 17, why did he sit? Why didn't he play? Oh. Or week 18, why didn't he play? I don't understand. He could have played and chose not to play. That's odd. Mm. Like all those questions. How often did, it, did an owner pick the phone up and make a call to a coach and say, hey, I don't want us to win this game. Like we want a top five draft pick. Don't do that. You win this game, we go to eight, we go to nine. There won't be a quarterback available at eight or nine. We got to get a quarterback in the next draft. So do us a favor. Don't win this game. Anyone in the chat remember the Eagles and Washington game? The end of the year, two years ago? Oh, I do. Yes. Yep. When, when Jalen was in it yep. in the third yep. quarter. Yep. And, and then they yanked him. Forward on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal. And then all of a sudden, we wanted to see what uh, – the backup quarterback was Nick like. Foles, right? Was Nick Foles? Was it Nick Foles? No, it was a guy that hadn't played in six years. Has been a backup. We wanted oh, to right, see right. Yeah, right. What, what he could do. Say to the press, yes. What, after I, want, I wanted to see what he could do. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in the building and in the meeting rooms for six years. <laughs> we put him in because we were going to win the game with Jalen. Yeah, hold on. Doug Peterson had to leave. That was it. He had to leave. So all of this went on, and you just did it in two seconds when every person that was watching that game, that decided the contests. That decided who won a million dollars in the circuit contest. That decided that if you had that game. You know, everybody had Washington. The books right. got cleaned out on that game. <laughs> that line moved four points. Wow. Because the word got out that the backup to the backup was going to play the second half. Why in the hell would he play? Oh, I know why. Because if they won that game, their draft position dropped three spots in the draft. Mm. It was the last game of the night, the last game of the regular season. The year. Yeah, well, the entire season, right. <laughs> So, yeah, it is what it is. All right, Sports Grid, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We're back tomorrow, 11 p.m., right after the Pat McAfee Show, Monday through Friday for the Bostonian versus the book. YouTube, Twitter, live. Don't move. More to come here with Dave and myself. All right, uh, time for the circle. Guy's name was Nate Sudfeld. Great call. Thank you, Stevie Mac. Beautiful. Circus Sports schedule the day today. We're going to college football, but first we are going here for the Bostonian versus the book being brought to you by the Circa Million Four Football Handicap Contest. Six million guaranteed prizes coming up. One million first place prize contest. Once again, will not take a rake in any extra fee. Goes right back into the contest pool. Five picks against the spread. Winning team wins a million dollars. Entries one thousand dollars per max of three per player. Test your skills against the best handicappers this year for your chance in a million. For more information about contest rules and sign up information, log on to circusports.com. Coming up on Friday will be our first roll call Friday being presented by footballcontest.com, the preferred proxy for us here on BVB. So if you need a proxy, you guys go use Maddie and the great folks uh, for that here in town. Once you come into town, footballcontest.com to go and contact them. UCLA under Chip Kelly. This is an interesting number, Dave. Eight and a half wins. 
for UCLA. Now, in case you guys don't remember, they turned a corner last year and Dorian Thompson Robinson is back. Kid out of Las Vegas, senior, 6'1", 205, can really run up-tempo. He improved on his passing. UCLA's got a couple of kids who have transferred in to help their offense out. Let's see if we can find nine wins here for the UCLA Bruins. UCLA opens up at home against Bowling Green. Well, I can tell you right now, UCLA is going to open up 3-0. They play Bowling Green, Alabama State, and South Alabama at home, all in the Pac-12 network. Nobody will watch the games, wow. and they will win all three games. There'll only be one line. I mean, I don't. you can't make a line on those second two games. South Alabama, State, Alabama, South Alabama. State? No, South Alabama and Alabama State. I think South Alabama is D1 now, aren't they? Aren't they FCS, FBS now? I don't know. I think they are. I, th- I think I, I think South Alabama. South Alabama plays. Yeah, they play in the Sun Belt. Yeah, South Alabama is. Model hat for you. So there'll be there'll be two games. Alabama State won't have a line, but Bowling Green and South Alabama will. But they'll win those games. So they'll be three and zero when they go to Colorado on the twenty fourth of September. Okay. Win or lose. Win. I agree. Colorado's a kind of a mess. Home for Washington ESPN Friday night football, which I despise, by the way, but ESPN's got it on Friday night. UCLA at home against Washington, one of the big games in the Pac-12 this coming season. Win. Washington's wow. Down. They are. So you have UC. I mean, I do too. That's a 5-0 and start. Utah comes to town on October the 8th, most likely when we did Utah's schedule, most likely Utah's undefeated heading to this game as well. Right. Utah wins. I would agree with that. So but if UCLA what, what's wins, a, the what's game, the date of that game? October the eighth, Saturday. October eighth. Whoops, just dropped everything. Uh, Saturday, October eighth. I'm gonna say it's Utah minus three. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Six. Wow. Six. Okay. Oh man. Yeah, I like Utah. Then they play at Oregon the next week. It's a really hard three-game stretch. Washington, Utah, Oregon. Wow. What's Even the, though Washington is down. What's the date of the Oregon game? 22nd. They have a bye. October 22nd at Oregon. Wow, that's another loss. That's Oregon's minus seven and a half opener. Yeah. Whew. So, so what do I have? Five wins? Though. So do I. Yeah. So they go open up five and oh, and then they lose two games in a row. They're five and two. Stanford comes to town on October the 29th. After losing two games, those things that so I got to lose three. I mean, yeah, two you games. You losing to Stanford too? Uh, no. I'll win that game. So I, I got six and two. Six. Yeah. At Arizona State. It's a game they can lose. Arizona State's such a mess. They are, but not as big of a mess as that. Or Arizona's the next week. Openers UCLA is minus five. I got UCLA winning that game. I do too. Home for Arizona. Oh, let's see. Win. Agreed. Home for USC. Wow. Could be a monster game in the Pac-12 right there. Is that their last game? 
Second to last. Saturday, Ooh. November 19th. Last home game. Senior day. Crosstown rival. Both teams going to the Big Ten. What's the date of that? Uh, the November 19th. 19th UC, yep. USC minus three and a half. Yep. That'll go I up. say loss. For the USC, for UCLA, yes, I would agree. Yeah. And then at Cal to end oh, the what year. a ridiculous game. That that they'll be a silly big favorite and they could lose coming off of that emotional. If they win the USC game, they win it. If they lose the USC game, they lose it. Which puts them at if they win it, it's eight for me. Six. Numbers good. It's eight or nine. Yep. Right? Yeah, I mean, what's the gonna, what's the ceiling? Yeah. This team's not going eleven and one. I mean, look, if they win, let's say they they win all five games to start, they're five and zero. Oh. They go one and one against Oregon and Utah. That's six. They win Stanford, Arizona State, and Arizona. That's nine. They beat Cal. That's ten. I would say the ceiling's ten. Ten and two. Such the bottom. What's the, the bottom what's the is juice on this eight and a half. Uh, plus one ten to the over. Yeah, I'd bet under. So the, then you go. You know, they win the first three games. They lose at Colorado. They beat Washington, but they use they they lose to Oregon and Utah. So they have three there. They beat Stanford. They lose one of the games to Arizona State and Arizona. There's four. They, they lose to USC. That's five. And if you think they lose to USC, lose to Cal, that's six. And they go six and six. That's bottom, bottom. Yeah. Six, seven, eight winners, nine and 10 winners if you go over. That's mm-hmm. it's an underplay for me. Yep. It's a good Makes number. Sense. I mean, it's it's a, it, it feels like it's eight or nine. Yeah. It's a good number. But I think the bottom is, is more possible. By the mm. way, Garrett Cole is still in for the yeah, it's Six to one. He hasn't given up any more runs. Total is down to 10. You could have taken under 13 and a half in the first inning. If you'd wanted to. Yeah. Six one, the current number right there, right now. Game in the top of the sixth inning uh, with Cole still in the game. All right, time for the props.com story of the day. Uh, let's jump in here with some prop bets that are interesting. Um, let me pull this up real quick because I've gone in a little bit of a different. Bet smart asked who has Oregon up, by the way, uh, seven. And I'm looking at the Westgate games of the year. Just so you know, so they have seven. Well, that's that's what it is on the, on the, on the paper. I I keep these by by the computer, so I have all the Superbook games of the year, just okay. so I have the openers. Right, I can look while you're talking right now and see what the actual game is, uh, and find okay. it. But you know. uh, Giants versus Dodgers today from our guy Josh Shepardson as our props.com story of the day. Would you back the Dodgers today to win this game? What's he has the a same he has a same game parlay for this. Dodgers money line and Freddie Freeman to record a hit at minus 102. In 28 games since July the 1st, Freddie Freeman has recorded at least one hit 24 times. Oh Freeman, my gosh, I was going to say 20. 24 out of 28, Freddie's got a hit? 
Freeman has had a, a 342 batting average against righties, and he stepped up his game on the road, recording a 349 batting average against right-handed pitchers on the road. Wow, I he's thought that was raking. the concern. Yeah, he's right. What does this parlay pay? Minus 102. Oh, so you're taking a favorite of 160 or 170 and making it almost a virtual pick him with Freddie getting a hit. 24 out of 28 games, and he's mm-hmm. hitting against a righty. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the hit would be the hard part. The hit's the easy part. You yeah. got to worry about the Dodgers winning the game now. I like Dodgers. This. Dodgers are 35 and 18 on the road. They're 47 and 21 against righties, and they are a ridiculous 49 and 19 against teams with a record below 500. I don't want to be accused of being a jinx, but that's a good bet. <laughs> I agree. It's a good bet. I would take it. I like it a lot. Uh, the uh, betprep.com prop bet of the day. Same game. Other pitcher. Nadia Rios, Alex Cobb, over four and a half Ks at minus 130 on this. This I don't love. And there's a bunch of reasons why I'm not totally in love with it. But one of the reasons is just that. I don't know how long Cobb's going to stick around in this game. That's my my one concern. I think he could be yanked a little early. Although he has been cashing, I think he's hits now one, two, three in a row. I think our bet prep guys have hit so far. So definitely Monday, Tuesday. So going for a third straight cash. Giolito got seven Ks yesterday. Cobb with over four and a half Ks has gone over this number five times in a row against teams with a winning record. Five out of eight after a loss, averaging 6.1 Ks per. Six out of 10 at home this year, averaging 5.8. Cobb faced the Dodgers back on the 24th of July, recorded nine Ks. Bat prep has Cobb being projected to for 5.2 Ks in this game. Dodgers have been very stingy against right-handed pitching, but Cobb, they like him still to get five Ks in this game. I'm a little concerned. I would say I'm leaning under. Yeah, I like the Dodgers in the game, and I just don't know how long Cobb sticks around. Yeah, it's, it's the reward isn't a lot of people in the gambling content like to say right now, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Oh, God, stop it. <laughs> Who is saying that? It's a great movie. Don't wreck a great movie. Leave that alone. Girl Next Door is a phenomenal flick. That's the, dumb, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Dave. I'm sorry. A great line. As a phenomenal line. I, I also don't know, I don't know the movie. I have no idea. I'm just saying. Oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Oh, if, you like, if, you like, if you like blondes, it's, it's an unbelievable movie. I'm, 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 I, I'm, partial, I'm partial to blonde women. So if you like blonde women, that movie is phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal movie. Great line. It's delivered in a great place. It's delivered right in a really key, mo- key moment of the movie. People use it all the time in the gambling space. Stop it. Just stop it. If you're using just, that line in the I'm gambling space. I'm just telling space. you. I'm just please telling don't you ruin. The girl next door is a phenomenal flick. And I'm not getting, please just don't. No one, please stop using it. I've that. never seen the movie. I'm, oh, it's a great movie. I see it. Phenomenal. Okay. Absolutely worth right. it in your rotation. If you haven't seen it yet. Check okay. It out. Well, it's just in case, you know, I mean, cause Alex Cobb over four and a half K's is probably going to show up. Uh, 
virtually all over gambling <laughs> Twitter as well. So I just wanted to drop that out there that the juice is not worth the squeeze. Please. So. Oh, it's so sad. It pisses me off in such a large way. Oh, God. What? So, yeah. Uh, Lisa Cuthbert. Yep. Vince. Vince knows. Vince, Vince knows. <laughs> oh, Lisa my. Alicia, oh, that, in that movie, holy! She plays an ex-porn star who who moves in oh. next door. She's an ex-porn star who moves into a geek next door to a geek kid who falls in love with her, and they start a start a relationship. But her old porn background won't let her go away, and so one of her old boyfriends is an old porn director who causes this whole big scheme, and essentially he wants to be with Alicia and he, he asks him to do something. And then the line comes, you have to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? It's a great line. It's a good moment. It's a good movie. Not meant for gambling. Please do not do that to me. No, 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 not a the fan. Views expressed of all the movies reviewed here <laughs> on Boston versus the book. So uh, that I'm cool with. I will, I will hundred percent own that. Cool. That is yes. All of my opinions. Based on <laughs> Just movies. kidding. I, will, I like I to drop in a little. My, I will stand by my movie opinions. Yes. That's yes. the boys, my music, the boys and, and the movies. girls in the chat. Like the, like the disclaimer talk yesterday. Yes. Yes. My, so. my, um, I will, I will hundred percent stand behind my opinions on movies and on, uh, and on mu- music. Okay. Um, Better to book it. I only got one for you, and then I got one idea as well. But the one I'm going, I've hit back to back plus 140 money lines going to a, for a third straight day. Wow, look at you. Royals plus 140 <sighs> on the money line today. It's in a rain. Is it really? Yes. Oh, that stinks. It's, in no, a it's, rain one, nothing, it's one nothing Chicago here in a rain delay. It's in a rain delay. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Just what I wanted. That's why I only only game. The only other game I would bet is I would I would have done a Angels Marlins money line parlay. Angels, which you can still bet right now. It's plus one Marlins. Who's at Marlins? Oh, look at you, Aces. Atani Wednesday. Is it Aces Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Look at you. Royals money line. The only bet that that I've made. What does that parlay pay? Plus money. Plus Plus one ten. Okay. That's the other bet that I might make because I only have one play. So if I were going to lose the Royals game, I may come back and bet that money line parlay, Marlins and the Angels. What if the rain delay lasts three hours? The day game was a matter. It's just going to sit. Well, I understand, but you're going to have to make a decision. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I'll make, I mean, if it's one nothing at three o'clock our time, then I'll make a call on it. I probably bet it. I mean, I just haven't. I just wanted to see exactly what's going on with it. Because see, I I don't believe in the jinx thing, so I've won three three days in a row. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay, and like I've gone five and two, and I'm up like three units, something like that. Yeah, that's forty. I'm three. These plus one forties and stuff. We have Baltimore, and we had this, and. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore, then the the Mariners yesterday, and now coming in here with the Royals. So if they come back and win, great. If they don't, you know, it's one down one unit. It may come back with another little two-leg money line parlay. Right. Taking aces. Okay. Um, Not sold on the Royals thing. I think I would book that one. Um, Lynn's not been good, though. Not at all. 
Oh, but now after after the rain delay, I have no clue. <clears throat> this is all exactly. bets are off. Like once rain delays yeah. come in, just like forget it. Who's coming out of back? The, yeah, if you can get out of the bet, you can get out of it. If I Tony's taking a full nap. He don't have to even wait in the dugout. It's raining. Leave me alone. I'm going in the office. Put my feet up. I'm out. That's it. I'll wake me up if it stops raining. Out. Yeah. So that's things that too. One. Getaway day. You you know you got a flight right after the plane, right after the game's over, right to get on the plane right afterwards, and you know that the rain is just going to make it more and more. That difficult. getaway day thing is so real. Like, yep. I've been in that clubhouse watching them pack that stuff up. It's like, let's go. The bus is waiting. Get us to the airport. We got to get to the next place. Everybody's got to get to sleep so we can nap and get up. Traveling circus. Yeah. It's it's get everyone together. And And mentally, you just don't have the same focus. Like Mm -mm. you're you're not, you're not there. You're already on to the next one. Correct. Next game. So we'll see what happens. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Well, one, my visit with Kevin Rogers. When, Beautiful. Again, when we have these people come in from out of town and you get to hook up with them, it's so much fun. So that one so far, and, and he's going to be on the show. He already agreed. Good. He's going to come on the show. We'll have him on, you know, better collective people and stuff. We'll, we'll get him on, talk to him about what's going on in Miami, along with what's going on with the whole business and, He's got a really unique, sees it from a different perspective too, that I sure. think would bring a lot of value to a lot of people, which again, that whole value discussion, Jay Dow, I know you want the rant. You're not getting the rant yet, not yet, but the juice will be worth the squeeze. We'll do the value rant just in case people are watching. Everybody keeps telling me, oh, I missed the show. Alex Cobb over four and a half case today is the other best thing about today. You're betting it or booking it. I don't know. I I keep on forgetting. There's a. I'll figure it out. This somebody keeps on writing this message that he wants you and I to go over, and I keep on forgetting to bring it up. I'll do it tomorrow. The other please. thing I got to do about the best thing about today is this. What? While we're doing the show, mm-hmm. in addition to her running the chat mm-hmm. along with Farrah killing the bots, thank you. Is I get these I get these texts from my daughter while we're doing a show. Show this. Say hi to him. Do this. Can Director. You see the picture? Oh, yeah. She screenshotted me. She's producing it. She's being your producer in your ear. She screenshotted this and say, show them this. Show the brigade this. I'm taking <laughs> screenshots of you while I'm doing the show. This is the when you have kids that know the technology Tech, better yep. than you and they FaceTime you mm. and listen. I answer to FaceTime. When the kids call, I stop everything. Mm-hmm. They screenshot me all the time. Like they catch me in positions. I might be <laughs> getting ready to get in the shower. What are you doing? Oh, boy. Yikes. A lot of things they, happening sometimes. And they screenshot that? Uh-oh. Just I, from, I always answer the phone like this. <laughs> yeah, There's right? nothing ever below. <laughs> but sometimes North of the equator. So yes. that's the other best thing about today, Very Kendall. Nice. You got school starting on Monday, and we're Ouch. still not in bed before 2 a.m. Ouch. Oh. My favorite thing about today, happy birthday to one Mr. Tom Brady. 45 years old today oh. to one Mr. Tom Brady. The best sports athlete in the history of Boston sports. Arguably the best sports athlete in the history of sports. Oh, man. I'm 45. Today, he turns to be 45. 
and he is still playing football at a very high elite level. He is still playing for a team that's favored or one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl at the age of 45. He has seven championships. We have never seen anyone in the history of sports play at the level for the longevity that he has played in. Could you imagine if he won every Super Bowl that he had played in? No. Stupid. (laughs) And he had a chance to win every single game. At some point in the fourth quarter, Tom Brady has had the lead in every single game. Giants, Giants, Eagles, the three losses. He was leading in the fourth quarter of all those games. He could be 10 and 0 in the Super Bowl (laughs) and never be caught by anyone in the NFL. But seven, seven may not be getting caught anytime soon. So you may hate him. You may think he's cheesy. You may think he French kisses his son. I don't care. (laughs) Tom, (laughs) Tom Brady. Happy birthday, my boy. Happy birthday. Enjoy number 45. What? Thank you for so- I was thinking it. You don't know that joke, Farah? You haven't seen that? He legitimately did that. He kissed, no. he, kissed his, he, kissed his, he kissed his son on the mouth in really passionate fact, and everybody was like... He stayed in there a little too long. Yeah, it's stayed, supposed stayed to be a peck. It still yeah, wasn't, wasn't a peck. It wasn't a peck. It was like a full-blown like, kiss, and everybody was really like, what the hell was that? Like, who kisses their son like that? Like That's really weird. Like, why did you do that? I don't care. It's Tom Brady. He's my guy. He may eat avocado ice cream. He introduced the world to Himalayan sea salt, which has been a staple in my family for the last 10 years. It's been in my house for 10 years since Himalayan sea salt became a thing. You would drink the Kool-Aid if it said TB12 yeah. on it. What the well, I don't do that. Nah, I do that shit. I, I ain't going that far with it, right? I don't buy the TB12. I, I think Alex Caruso is a complete snake oil salesman. Oh. Brady's Brady. Throwing the ball, Brady's Brady's Brady. He's what he's doing. I lead the league in passing again. Yes, again. At 45 years of age. Welcome to the 45 Club, Tom. Hopefully you have a good day today. <laughs> left the court. He, he left the field rather yesterday with heat exhaustion. Sure Hot in Tampa for first 45-year-olds being outside playing football. Get him out of the sun. Get him out of the sun. <laughs> Get him off the field, period. Let him sit there. Don't let him <laughs> put him in bubble wrap for the rest of the year for Tampa. My goodness. Got to have him out there with the way their offensive linemen are dropping like flies. That'd be good, Brady. Absolutely. <sighs> He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're back tomorrow for a Thursday edition of the Bostonian versus the Book. <sighs>